Hey, this is okay. This is episode one. It doesn't have to be perfect. Shotgunning it here. That's right. <laughs> Stephen Burkhart with Nomad Productions Wedding Films. Um, I am here with Tara Nicole Photography, and uh, we're just here as kind of an intro to talk about what we do. Um, basically, my business is centered around video for weddings, and I do a style that's a mix of bohemian and modern, so um, that's kind of the look and the bride that I kind of shoot for. Um, my style is more cinematic, and so it's a lot more like moving cameras and, and more than just capturing um, the moment itself, but to actually create some emotion and movement in those uh, moments as well. And so that's kind of my approach, and that's kind of how I shoot. And so my name's Tara, as he mentioned already. So I do both photo and video, newer than Steven is to the video aspect of it, but a um, little different in the sense of I'm probably a little more stationary than he is, as you can tell, he helps out as well on wedding days. Um, but I just like to kind of capture the real moments just as they are. I don't do a lot of um, the cinematic type stuff. I'm not quite as creative, I think, sometimes. But um, just love the video aspect of weddings and being able to give a couple something that's a little different than just what you see in photos. You know, photos can't capture the vows or those special dances quite as well as videos do. So that's kind of what, uh, what I aim for and just my my ideal bride, if there is anything uh, that's that's like that, is just somebody that's authentic and fun and totally trusts me as their vendor to do do an awesome thing with their wedding day. So, Stephen, how did you get started, though? Because I'm I'm still new. Okay, <laughs> so I got started um, probably maybe six years ago with photography and I had a chance to shoot a friend's wedding for like 300 bucks which was amazing because that was like my first gig and I got paid for it so that was a really cool feeling at the time and uh, thankfully I didn't know um, what to do and so I didn't have much pressure I hadn't watched all these portfolios that people see online now so I didn't know what I didn't know and so I naively walked into the wedding and actually did a pretty decent job and uh, she really liked the photos, and, and they were not something you print out on fine art canvas and put on a wall, but <laughs> they were good, and um, it really just got the ball rolling for me because it was something creative, and it was something technical, and that's something that I do in other aspects of my life as well. And so uh, it was just really fun, and I was like, man, I really like this. This is a good time. And uh, I get to be creative and um, make something of a lasting memory for people. So that's how I started. I ended up transitioning into video because of how many photographers there were. And uh, whether or not, not whether, yeah, there's, a, there's like a million of them. And whether or not that was a good idea or not is still yet to be decided. But video was another rabbit hole for me to go down technically and uh, a big challenge. Um, and my first couple wedding films were not as great as my first photography gig. But uh, I pushed through. <laughs> and uh, now is starting to make stuff I really enjoy. So how did you start? So I, like I said, I did photography as well, or I do. That's mostly what I do. However, with a lot of the brides asking for video and seeing, I didn't know Steven at the time, so what I was seeing is that they were getting 
not the highest quality of, of product. Basically, they're getting moving pictures. Um, so that's pointless. I mean, you're already paying a photographer, right? So yeah. why get a moving version of what you're already paying for? So I thought, hey, you know, let me dive into this. I like the challenge. I love learning. So I dove into it. I actually started with a bunch of uh, style sheets, which if you don't know what those are, which I know you do, but if you them. don't know what those are, uh, they're kind of like mock weddings where, um, we, you know, we dress people up, we, we set everything up. And so I started practicing there. Well, in doing so, I met other vendors and started getting some referrals for weddings and decided, hey, I should probably try this. So go ahead and I uh, went and did my first wedding for free. So I didn't even make, what, 300 bucks off of it? You do it for the portfolio, That's folks. Right. And ended up, I, I love the challenge of it. So technically, there's a lot of stuff that I I have to learn. I have so much to learn. This this gentleman right here has been teaching me a lot, Sensei. I saw plenty of to learn. <laughs> But, you know, that's probably the best, I feel like the best way to learn is just to start networking and connecting with other people and practicing and you got to do some stuff for free. I mean, I know it's not fun, people don't like to hear that, but you got to do it because there's no way I was going to charge that first couple anything for not knowing what the heck I was doing. Right. And I was by myself, which was rough, so I've learned not to work by myself ever. Right. Where do you see yourself heading in like five years, three years? Well, besides maybe having another kid, <laughs> um, I think it's just continuing to improve on what I'm already doing. So there is so much more to learn um, with video that I feel like with photo, I'm, I mean, there's always things to learn about. With photo, I'm confident where I'm at and what I can offer people, yeah. but with video, I'm still learning so much. So I think just learning how to maybe get a little bit more creative, not just you know, straight documentary style, which, I don't know. I don't know how you would describe like it, what it like is it. I do. <laughs> I think I'm still learning, guys, so it's okay. If you're not there yet, you're still learning. It's all right. It took me five years to figure out what I wanted to be as a photographer, and I think I finally figured that out. So, But I don't know. I think just continuing to improve on the craft and just providing a solid product consistently. I don't know if I can say that I want to be... You know, Steven Spielberg in five years, which right. is never going to happen. But, you know, you just know. I think my, my goal tends to be more relational, having uh, clients that trust me and solid work that I'm consistently producing. Yeah. So what about you, James Cameron, over here? Well, <laughs> not even close. But uh, <laughs> I think for me, like a lot of those film guys are kind of like the goal I have. Um, I, I feel like... Um, I do want to. I, do, I want to make careful purchases for different gear that I have um, to be able to provide a good-looking um, video for a client. But I want to also know how to use it properly. Um, the thing I see over and over again is, especially in the videographer world, they'll they'll buy a slider and then all of a sudden every single shot in their their video is a slider, and it's like, well, that's not why you use it. And so, um, in some ways. Happened to struggle to climb the ladder um, of, uh, you know, have shooting a wedding and then buying one piece of gear and then shooting another wedding and buying one piece of gear has kind of forced me to learn how to use each one to the best. But that to me is <clears throat> just kind of making strategic purchases to get the different videos I want and uh, or the different video gear I want and then be able to kind of use that effectively and just like the one thing that I think I've been thinking about recently is is um, uh, I can't remember the name of the cinematographer but um it's the guy who did uh um, i'm so bad with i know 
007. Uh, oh, I know my James Bond, folks. He did um, Skyfall. Okay, no, I don't. <laughs> Anyways, he creates these interesting lighting situations. Like, they're just not by accident. You know, like, someone goes down a mine shaft, and so yes, you've got, like, all this yes, cool mist yes. and lighting. So, like, to me, like, I, I'd love to be able to take a normal wedding or a normal venue or whatever else and be able to, like, come up with these interesting creative lighting situations where, like, lighting coming from the side yeah. that's, like, the color blue, like, makes sense for what's happening and not just, like, something ridiculous I decided to try. <laughs> um, so that, 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 to me, stylistically, is I want to be able to, like, create more interesting lighting situations um, that promote some of that creativity. So That's the coolest thing, though, I think, about this industry and they're just, like, the creative industry in general yeah. is, so not only for our couples is... We're very different. I mean, if you haven't noticed already, personalities, as a boy, I'm a girl, so, you know, there's that difference. But then personalities and then what we're both pursuing, I mean, we both, in the end, want to give clients a great product. But how we get there is going to be different, you know. Different product, yeah. you're, you have that, that creative cinematic eye, and I, I mean, I don't. And it's not a bad thing, but when couples see your portfolio versus mine, they're going to see two different things and it's going to appeal to two different... And your work is great, <laughs> but it's just different. Oh, yeah. What my passion is in shooting um, this podcast, video cast, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> um, for this show is um, being able to educate brides on what is really going to matter after the wedding. So there's a lot of things that different wedding publications and websites are going to tell you that matter. Um, and uh, I'm not saying that they're they're lying, but they do get money from vendors, um, and we're not getting paid to do this. And so um, we like to think that we're being as honest as we can. Mm -hmm. And so um, there are things that most brides that we've talked to post wedding that have had regrets about what they have spent money on, or haven't spent money on, or services they did or didn't get. And um, we want to be able to bring that perspective to you because the reality is you're making a lot of decisions you've never had to make before. And right. you've probably never hired a DJ, you've probably never hired a <laughs> photographer. Um, I have one every weekend. <laughs> there you go, right? So we work with them all the time. We know the difference. We know the difference between a DJ that's quiet or DJ that's involved or DJ that plays the right music or any of those things, you know, has a good feel for the crowd. Yeah. Uh, different stuff like that. Um, we hope to bring the value of that, what we learn to you guys so that you can make a really good decision. So that way, whatever your budget is, whether it's you know, $5,000, $50,000, $500,000, right? And they're out there. <laughs> and uh, that, that way, you know how to, as wisely as possible, use that money to have the best wedding experience you can possibly have. Because the reality is, is at the end of the day, the vendors you hire got to work together as a team mm -hmm. to provide not only um, their product to you well, but also work as a team together well. And so that's a really big deal, and uh, hopefully you guys can make awesome decisions about your wedding through our help. Yeah, and I'm passionate about that as well, but even more so about the vendor side of it. So you mentioned, you know, the vendors need to work together, and as a as a team on your wedding day, it really is. It's a team effort. I mean, yeah. we, I mean, I'm a photographer as well, so working with videographers and vice versa. When I'm a videographer working with photographers, it's you know when there's not that communication there. It's, it makes it difficult, guys. Um, and, you know, you're spending 8 to 10 to 12 hours or more with these people all day. So, yeah, I'm speaking to the vendors right now. You know, we got to get along. we got to be able to work together and communicate. So um, I'm passionate about educating vendors, one, about just 
being a nice partner, right? So nice to each other, yeah. playing nice, playing fair, um, you know, sharing the shots. We're both hired to do the, you know, do the same thing, which is provide for our clients, provide for the couples, give a good quality product. And, you know, like, I think we've worked together three or four times at least now, I think. Yeah. So, you know, we're developing this communication where he kind of knows what I need, I know what he's going to need, vice versa. So that's always helpful. But even if, you know, him and I didn't know each other, we still got to be able to talk to each other. So there's that and just the aspect of being a good business person as well. So, you know, if, if Steven's hired for a wedding and he's a terrible businessman, he's going to provide my client with a horrible... Yeah. service basically horrible experience and that's going to reflect on me if I've referred him so you can bet you know bet your pants I'm not going to refer him again if he provides a bad experience so that's kind of you know my goal too as well is to help educate us as vendors and what are some tips and tricks to basically be a better vendor be a better provider of a service for our clients and then really for for each other because you know everybody you encounter guys is a potential like you said, potential referral. I mean, that's how I've gotten started, and I yeah. think how you've gotten started. So, you know, it's important that we're we're professional. And well, it's fun okay. to refer people that you enjoy working well, yeah, with it makes that the you know they do fun. well. <laughs> oh yeah, and especially if you know they do well, it's just like it's a no-brainer. Then it's like you get to hang out with your buddy who's the DJ, mm -hmm. who's also really good. So you just don't even have to worry about. They can party. Yeah. Well, and in fact, too, you have to sit at dinner with these people, so that's you got to make sure you want to talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> it's really quiet. You sit there and eat. Ninety-five percent of the time, it's been a good thing, but sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we hope you enjoy episode one. And we're going to bring a whole bunch more info and uh, good times uh, to your video feed. And uh, hopefully audio as well. Yeah, so, cool. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you so much for watching. We certainly appreciate your attention and hope that what we bring for you is helpful. And go ahead and like and subscribe below. And definitely let us know if you have any questions or topics that you would want us to cover. Till then, we'll see you in our next episode.